Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? If you think you should fire someone, then it's too late. You should have fired them weeks or months ago. David, your thoughts? We have a no asshole policy. That means everybody gets treated with respect without exception. And, you know, I have had jobs in the past where I've worked with assholes and that I did not like that. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we are revisiting the topic of hiring. If you didn't tune in last week where we talked about hiring, some of the mistakes that we've made and how we've built our team from one to 25, tune into that. This is part two of that episode. Next one on the list, we have a Google Enterprise account. And this has been crucial for us to, we, we use it to host our domain email as well as all, we use the uh, Google Drive feature to host all of our files. And so we have one single repository for, for files and a folder system. And, and that's been crucial for us. Absolutely. I'm going to lump four together that are all payroll related. So first, with our virtual workforce, we use a a program called Time Doctor. And that's essentially where when you start working, you punch in. When you're done working, you, you punch out. And when it's time to run payroll, that'll spit out a report of here's the number of hours that we need to pay our employees for. So that's been great. And then in terms of delivering the money to the employees, we've learned about this because we're dealing in different currencies. So we're Currently, we're dealing in, obviously, the U.S. dollar. We're in pesos, in rupees, and British pounds in terms of cash inflows. And so that can get kind of confusing. We use WISE, W-I-S-E, as our primary payroll platform. You get your employee's bank account information, account number, routing number, all that, and it just submits wires, and it'll do the translation for free. That's been great. We use Remitly uh, for rupees because wise doesn't handle rupees and then paypal has been nice for part-time work or just it's a pretty seamless way to pay people as long as they have a paypal account so yeah that's how and that's kind of been evolving it's been challenging but like you know our employees are working hard we want to make sure they get paid in full on time and fees was something we were really sensitive to like we i forget what it was called but they were charging our employees a fee to translate from us dollar and that was, we weren't cool with that. And so we switched to WISE. We pay a small fee for translation, but our employees are getting their full paycheck. And that's very, very important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is, this is one of the many hats that David wears in the company is, is, you know, in the finance is the payroll. And so I would say it's, it's, it's really high up there for our company and for the employees is everybody wants to get paid on time. 
And so this has been something that we've definitely focused a lot on and it's, and it's evolved over time to get our, you know, employees paid on time, translations perfected and, and everything. And it's definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a functioning system for us right now, but it took, it took a long time to come up with that. So I'll go through those four really quick again, and then I'll round up the last one here, which is probably one of the most crucial time doctor wise, PayPal and Remitly. Those are the, the tools that that we use for the payroll. The last tool on here is that that this is the these are just tools that were that are were extremely helpful as we built a team and as we're growing our team. And, and LastPass is a tool. You know, my background is in IT security, and so risk mitigation, a liability to the company. There's a lot of things going on with with account accesses and passwords. And so LastPass, if you've never used it as a tool, you have a central repository for all of the the logins and passwords, and you can administer them out, you add single accounts, and then you can give someone access. So, so they don't have, so they log into LastPass and then they go to whatever tool that you give them access to and they log in and it says, okay, you know, here, log in. It doesn't show them the password and they have access to it. And this was crucial because we didn't have this. Uh, I would say we added this probably at employee eight. 10 range and, you know, lessons learned along the way. That's why you're listening to this is to learn lessons. And so one of those was for us was we, we had a couple of employees leave abruptly. We're like, oh shit, like what do we do? And, and I'm like, yes, we, we need to go and remove accesses and do all this. And so David and I were, you know, spending 30 minutes and going, removing all these accesses. Now it is seamless. And so we only give employees access to LastPass and then they, they, then they inside of LastPass is a folder structure, depending on what division they're in. They get access to that folder, and then if they ever decide to leave or you know they 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 leave the team, all we have to do is go in and click delete account. They have no access to the tools, and so it has been super helpful and and also protecting and and it removes the it decreases the the risk mitigation for the company. Absolutely, absolutely. I think this discussion on LastPass dovetails really well into the next section of the episode, which is what we've done with onboarding versus in offboarding when a new employee comes or they leave the company. Very early on, I would say we had no onboarding plan. It was just, hey, welcome to the company. Here's here's where you find, go complete this task. And I think with every sequential hire, we've gotten a lot better here. And so one thing that we do as it relates to permissions is when somebody starts with us, they have an onboarding sheet and we document here are all the areas that we're giving them access to. So that would be our Amazon accounts, LastPass, Walmart, 3PL access. It just depends on where they're working, but we, we give them access. When they leave, we now have a master list of everything they have access to. And, and we can go through and, and, and remove that. And that's been really helpful. You know, I would also say kind of like the starting spot when we hire somebody is we generate an email through Google Enterprise and we just use that to, you know, sign them up for everything, get all their permissions set on Amazon. And, and uh, so that, that's been key. Ken, what, what are some other areas on onboarding and offboarding? Yeah. The next one is utilizing LastPass for onboarding and offboarding. And, and we kind of, I kind of went over the tool and how it works. But as we've added this, it's been not only a time saver, but also it, it like I said, it, it de-risk is, um, it removes the risk to your company from any rogue employees or just having, having access out there. Next one, this is something that we've actually done a, a couple different times now is, is onboarding two employees at a time. And so only if you need to, if you're, if you're, we, we were in a, a mode of aggressively hiring for a while and, and so having both of having two at once 
it, it decreases having multiple meetings or, or hiring one person on one week and the next person on one week. And so having two at a time, they're able to go through that process together. That was really, really excellent. One other thing I would say is also having an operations manager on your team will really help with this process of onboarding and offboarding. That's something that the operations manager can also help out with and, and really uh, facilitate that process. Last one on the list, David, you want to cover it? Yeah, absolutely. So when we bring someone on board, we have them set up a, or we set up for them a 30 minute meeting with every person on the team. And I think this is absolutely essential when you're building a virtual workforce, right? You know, if we were all going into one office building, we'd have bump into somebody while you're getting coffee or, you know, by the printer. Allows time for small talk. In the virtual work environment, I think you really need to emphasize this or it won't happen. And so this has been great. And you may ask, well, if I'm hiring a PPC manager, why would I have them meet with the content team? Well, let me tell you, they both deal with keywords and they both view the portfolio companies through a different lens. And so it's really helpful to learn what everybody does. You know, another example of this is like when we bring on a photo or video editor, that those skill sets are really valuable to a bunch of other areas in the company. And so it's been great. You know, we we start with that and then we have a team meeting every Friday where everybody gets together and it's good. We're building a, a good culture and, and we really proud of what we've done so far. So, you know, can I, I, we've talked about the hiring, but there is also when you're hiring, there are certain situations where you need to fire. And this has been something that we have in times done a good job and times we have made some mistakes. And sorry to interrupt the episode. You may have heard Ken and I talking recently about a new tool that we're using for Amazon refunds. Now I have used other refund tools like this However, I can tell you in the first seven days, they scrubbed the back end of my Amazon account going back 18 months and found $5,000 of refunds. And the nice thing about this is it's my money. Amazon made a mistake and they are just auditing my account. The other thing I really like about this tool is there is no monthly fee. They only charge a commission if they are successful in getting you your money. Go to getida.com, G-E-T-I-D-A and enter promo code FTM for firing the man, FTM400. This is an awesome tool. Can't say enough good things about it. Now, back to the episode. So let's talk about when to fire. When when is an appropriate time to fire? Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, in previous jobs we've had, we're hiring, firing people, and, and having your own company. I think for me, it was a little bit different of fi- having to fire someone. And I think the mistake that we made with this specific person, we're not going to name any names. It was a, a previous operations manager that we hired, our first one. And I believe, I'm not sure, this person was seemed to be a great fit. I interviewed like a rock star and came on and performed, had like streaks of brilliance and then would ghost for a while. And so we waited too long to fire this person. And I think David and I were, I think we were overwhelmed and we wanted this person to be something that this person wasn't. And we just kept holding on for, you know, holding on, hoping that they would change and and come in and and, and execute. And it didn't happen. And so it was a very valuable lesson. It cost us a few months of time. It put us behind. And this is a lesson. This is a mistake that we've made and a lesson learned that we're sharing with the audience today that, you know, if you think you should fire someone, then it's too late. You should have fired them 
weeks or months ago. David, your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I as we talk about this particular example, I would say this is one of the bigger mistakes that we've made in in hiring slash firing. And this particular person interviewed, their interviewing skills were next level. Like they wonderful, like bubbly personality, like said all the right things. I remember when I got done with this interview, I like immediately called Ken and was like, we found the operations manager that that is going to really help us. And that skill set of being a good interviewer is very different than the skill sets of like completing tasks or setting up SOPs or really managing a team. They're two wildly different things. And so while this individual excelled at interviewing the actual tasks of the job, they did not do a great job at. And so one thing that we've done is we have introduced test tasks <laughs> and that's been huge. I do. Like we still interview everybody. However, if we're hiring somebody for say like a technical position, we'll give them a, a short, you know, if we're hiring someone for listing optimization, we'll send them one of our listings and say, hey, in a, you know, a couple sh- sentences, can you explain how you'd improve this listing? And you really get to test that technical skill. And then, you know, when you're interviewing, you're making assessments on, are they going to be a good fit for our culture? What are some like more specific questions I have about their background and experiences? But I think that has allowed us to make better decisions is those test tasks. And, you know, I would say on the, there are also situations where somebody does not interview well. Maybe they're not a high energy individual, but from a technical standpoint, they do an awesome job. And so that's also very important for us to know is that, you know, they may be more of a shy person, but they are awesome in terms of technical skills. And, and so that's been kind of a lesson learned in, in, how we have implemented that. You know, another thing I'll say is as we think about firing, it's not, I don't like to do it. You don't like to do it. It's not something that we look forward to doing, but sometimes it does need to be done. One thing that we have is we have a no asshole policy. That means everybody gets treated with respect without exception. And, you know, I have had jobs in the past where I've worked with assholes and that I did not like that. Like, even when I was done with my job, I'd go home and I'd hang on to comments that somebody said or, or mean things that were done. And it's just, no one wants to work in that environment. And so that's something that we really, and fortunately, we haven't had any issues with this, but that's like something on a go forward basis in order to maintain a solid culture. That's something that feel is very important to enforce. Yeah, absolutely. And so before I get into the the culture piece, just to follow up on that no hassle policy, I would say like that that is crucial, you know. And like you, David, I've had jobs where you know I worked with with assholes. I've I've had jobs where my boss was an asshole, and it creates a toxic culture. You do not want to be there. You're you know you do not want to be around people that are not good or mean or whatever. And so you know, imagine if you know everybody's had that bowl of fruit or that bag of grapes where they're you left it out too long and it molds, well, it's like it'll spread. And so if you have a team and you have one toxic person in there, that toxic person is going to just start hammering everybody and it's slowly going to spread. And it is the worst thing you could do. And so definitely watch out for that. Um, and then the the next piece that I'd like to cover is, you know, David mentioned a couple of things earlier in that we we test, do a test task and we vet for culture, you know, are they a good fit? You know, if you're a shy person, that doesn't mean you're not going to be a good fit for the culture. It just means that you're a shy person and that's okay. Different, different people. We have all kinds of different people on our team and they gel really well. 
They all worked well together. There's no assholes. And so culture, you know, our culture in our company, you know, we want to work hard and, and have fun and work together as a team. And that is crucial. If you have someone that comes in and they have a huge, huge ego, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the best, whatever. You suck. Well, that person is not a good fit on our team. The ego gets checked at the door. And every, I, I can tell you from experience, David and I, when we're in meetings with our team, if our team says, Hey, I can that, I don't agree with that. I think this is a better idea. I'm like, okay, let's test it and see. Uh, I'm, I'm open to any idea to improving. And I think that that environment, that culture is what you need to, to push the needle forward. If someone has an ego and they're not, I'm not allowing other people to share ideas, it's, it, it creates a toxic environment. So culture is really crucial. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, to wrap up the episode, you know, I, I think some of the, the key things that we've learned is, you know, when left unchecked, people will not always do the right thing. We, we've learned this through a couple bad hires. We learned this through, I hired some high school kids and, and they did not always do the right thing when left unchecked. And one of them was disrespectful to my wife. And that was his last day. That's the only hiring decision where we fired on the spot was like, again, going back to the no asshole policy. Yes, it was my wife, but if it would have been any member of the team, like you're gone, you can't do that. Yeah. And so we, we've certainly made some mistakes, but I would say I am really happy with the progress that we've made. And if I look at where our companies are at now, we would not have been able to do it without the team. And we've created a really cool atmosphere uh, of great, hardworking, intelligent people and it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's it, This is way more enjoyable than sitting alone by myself with a laptop at a coffee shop, <laughs> like being the solopreneur. It's great to be part of a team. Yeah. And the nice thing about running a company is you can help develop it. So absolutely. And kind of, I'd like to leave on this note, you know, hiring is a skill set. It's not something that you're naturally going to be good at and it will develop. You'll improve over time. And so if you're listening to this and, you know, you're a solo entrepreneur or maybe you have a VA or something and, and you want to reach, you know, a hot, you know, you want to reach that, you know, seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, you want to grow a, a really big company, start building a team. And you know what? You might trip, you might fall, get back up, brush off, learn and take another step forward because building a team, like David mentioned, having a team around you, helping you, you'll, you'll get further faster. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. 
The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?